Well, folks, St. John's moves to 4-1 on the season after beating Stony Brook 89-66 in a rather lopsided win. After coming out for the better part of the first half looking much like the same team that lost to BYU. Um, lethargic, a step late, not crisp moving the basketball, taking unforced uh, and unnecessary shots from the perimeter. And then Greg Williams went to the basket and got fouled on his first shot attempt in the game at about, I think, the eight-minute mark. And from that point forward, the game was changed. Not only was Greg more aggressive, but the team as a whole was more aggressive. And after being down 33-27, to St. John's went on a 47-17 to run, taking a 75-25, to or 75-50 to lead. I'm sorry. Um, obviously, we were the better team out there today. Although we let Stony Brook kind of dictate the way the game was played the first 10 to 15 minutes of the game, our guys lacked that killer aggressiveness, that um, you know step-on-the-throat type deal for 40 minutes, and I don't think we have the talent to coast like that. And against Stony Brook, it's fine. Um, against Ryder, it might be fine, but against the Big East, we got to get ready to play. And it's not going to be 40 minutes of hell, you know, like you hear with Mike Anderson teams, but it's got to be 40 minutes of effort and purpose. Um, we can't rely on hitting jump shots to get our energy going. I said it last time. we got to rely on our energy to get us some easy baskets, and hopefully that leads to confidence and some jump shots falling. Uh, particularly confidence. Greg Williams, you see that? Man, did he play well. Everything. Offensively, hitting threes off the catch, uh, being confident off the drive, getting to the basket, finishing on a nice step-back pull-up. He's had that a couple times, and he can really create that space. The kid is such an explosive athlete, and he's smooth. The confidence is that one factor. And I'm not sure, so sure it's a confidence thing. I just think it's his, you know, it's his approach. Some some guys don't love taking shots. Some guys like to just get theirs in the flow of the game and you know be selective and take only good shots. Now Greg has to find that good balance. I, I love him because he's willing to play and to not have to take shots to impact the game. You know he's fine with that. But he has to find that balance between always being a threat, and being aggressive, and still being selective enough where he's not taking poor shots. If he can find that correct balance and be a you know a 10 to 14 point consistent score, you know maybe even more than that, and he's capable of doing that, that's where our potential lies. That's where our ceiling can potentially grow. You know if Greg Williams is just you know that seven to 10 points, solid defense, solid our own game, doesn't really get you that 15 point mark very often. We can be we can battle for a bubble spot. But if he's consistently upper you know 13 points to the 15 point range still doing those things on the defensive end that he does so well, still being a consistent threat to make the right pass, to get steals, um, then we can potentially raise our level on the ceiling and be a, a upper half Big East team and maybe solidify ourselves as a, a solid NCAA tournament team, not just fighting to potentially be in the bubble. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Rasheem Dunn comes back, how the backcourt will shake out. Cole really hasn't found his groove since um, those opening first two games. But uh, to, his, to his credit, he's not really forcing up bad shots. He did struggle a little bit with some turnovers, but I think he was trying to, you know, make the right plays. One was trying to make a pass to open Champagny. Um, the other one was going to the rim. Um, but he's not forcing up a tons of, ton of bad shots. Speaking of forcing up tons of bad shots, uh, Moore did a much better job today being selective. He still is not afraid to shoot. 
Um, but we do need that sometimes. He hit two nice jumpers that when given space and he just catches and shoots, looks all right. When it's a dribble first, it's sloppy. Him at the front of the press um, is really key to our success, I think. Him at the back, you'd think would be helpful with him protecting the rim. And, you know, if we had another one of him or someone who was capable of doing it, I thought it'd be Roberts who could protect the backside of the rim better. But more up front really makes the guards think about those, those first initial passes. They got to be careful, and that takes time, and then allows our guards to be more uh, effective harassing the other ball handlers. Uh, McGriff, and McGriff, who played really well today, I thought, um, huge spark in the first half and solid minutes in the second half. Him and uh, Pasha there together is really, you know, obviously we give up a lot size-wise um, height, but they are super feisty, super pesky. They love to get up and guard, and, you know, Mike Anderson loves to apply pressure in the backcourt, so we might see that some more, although we still got to figure Dunn coming back and someone's going to lose minutes. Uh, confidence boosts, I thought, for Roberts and Toro, maybe even Carer, Carraher, um, but really I don't think Carraher and it's looking like Roberts are going to be firmly out of the rotation. Husu just does so many little things well, um, can hit shots, can you know make one or two plays off the dribble, can make uh, plays you know off the as a ball handler in pick and roll situations, finding guys as a passer. He had today six points, four assists, did have two turnovers, but he shot three for four from the field. Um, let's go down the line here, starting with Williams. 21 points, four rebounds, three assists, six steals, only one turnover. Just did so many things well, like I said. And it it just, I don't know how I'm still surprised by it, but he's always in the right place. Whenever there's a, a loose ball or a pass that could go awry from the other team, Greg Williams is always there, and he's always there in the nick of time. And it's not like he's flying everywhere. He's just, you could tell he puts his work in before it happens. And his hands are just in the right spot, and he'll, he'll time his jumps perfectly or his dives perfectly, and he gets so many loose balls, and it, he does it quietly. Six steals today. I think um, that might put him in the lead for the season over Posh, who had four steals today. They were neck and neck going into the game. Vince Cole. I'm sorry. Uh, so Posh's full line, six points, four assists, four steals, three turnovers. He was only one for two from the field, four for six from the line. Wasn't super aggressive, but he did really impact the game defensively in the second half. He's got to be more of a threat on offense, driving, uh, you know, looking to get into the paint and drawing a defender and making things happen early in the shot clock. I think we did too much passive passing around the perimeter today in the half court, not having, uh, not forcing Stony Brook to really guard until uh, later in the possession or, and more so later in the game when we were ultra-aggressive. Um, and that started with our defensive aggressiveness out front more. Like I said, Posh, Williams getting steals and turning those into easy baskets. Vince Cole had four points, four rebounds. Again, not his best outing. Champagny, another solid night. 16 points, three rebounds, four assists, three steals, a block. Three turnovers. Did have some times where he was sloppy, kind of nonchalant. Uh, but he's so smooth that you don't really, you're not sure if he's just being nonchalant or that's just how he plays. Did what looked like he uh, dislocated or hurt his finger, came back, didn't seem to bother him in the second half. So that's good to see. More 12 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, 1 block, a turnover. It was 5 for 8 from the field, so I think that's his best shooting night on the season. Bench, a lot of production. Uh, Erlington, 4 points, 2 rebounds. Didn't do a bunch, but I don't think he hurt us too bad. You could see that 3 that fell in the end of the first half. It's good to see. Hopefully he can settle into, you know, a better role going forward and can can stop 
having every catch he has outside the perimeter. Get him a catch on the block where he can focus on just finishing, seeing the, the mismatch he has against a smaller guy or kicking it out if he doesn't have the mismatch, and go get a rebound. One thing that's really surprised me so far, and this may be a little bit off topic, our lack of on- offensive rebounds. Today we had seven offensive rebounds. I'm not sure how that added up added up to first and second half, um, but I felt we would really make a living off offensive rebounds. Erlington, Roberts, Toro, um, Champagny, even our guards, Williams, uh, Cole, Moore, really getting on the offensive glass, and it hasn't been a big key so far. And We're not going to be a lights-out shooting team. I think it's important that some of those guys really focus on it. Erlington especially, go eat that offensive glass. He did a great job last year getting on the offensive glass and making teams you know, really uh, pay for not putting a body on them. Uh, Josh Roberts, six points, a rebound. Toro, seven points, three three rebounds, two steals. He was two for three from the field. Roberts was three for three. Wusu, six points, four assists. McGriff, five points, three rebounds, four assists, one turnover. He was two for five from the field, a nice drive and finish, and he hit a three in the first half. And Carraher had two points and assist. As a team, we shot 58% from field, uh, 33 for 57 Stony Brook was 48%. We shot 42% from three, eight for 19. Stony Brook was seven for 23 for 30%. We shot 15 for 22 from the line. So 68%, not great, not awful. Hopefully you get that up to 75% where it has been so far. Um, And Stony Brook only five for 10 from the line. So they have really struggled from the line during the season so far. Um, So we're four and one. Saw some really positive, positive things that later half of this game but again some serious warning signs this team cannot afford to come out lethargic without energy we need to be the most energetic team on the court from uh from the jump ball in order for this team to be as successful as it can be hopefully the guys that are playing well continue to move forward williams Champenny solidify themselves as you know two leaders on the team posh continues to grow as a team find his balance between uh, passing, facilitating, and being a threat. And uh, we incorporate Dunbeck in there. The bigs kind of settle into, you know, their roles. Toro Roberts taking the lead as, you know, the bench big. And then more Erlington finding the rhythm between being too aggressive and not aggressive enough, or I don't think that's possible with those guys, between too aggressive and, you know, finding the right shots and still making an impact when they're not scoring. And then Champagny just rounding into you know, our, our best player. Usu seems like it's going to be, you know, a rotation piece the whole year. Does t- so many things too well, and his physicality allows him to play up against pretty much anybody as long as he's confident and he's making open shots. He's not going to be overmatched. He can do enough small things where it seems like he can fit a bunch of different pieces. So we're 4-1. and one. I do have my uh, first half thoughts I'll leave in after this outro music. I think I was close on the prediction. I think I predicted 86-69, so I was close enough. Uh, Good to see some of the guys that have been struggling get going. And we'll see you after the next game, guys. All right, thanks for listening. Oh, yeah, and uh, if you could, subscribe, rate, leave a review on the Apple Podcast or Spotify, and then we'll see you after the next game. Thanks, guys. Peace. All right, guys, halftime thoughts. For the first 16 minutes, we looked like a team that didn't want to be out there. Had other plans on a Sunday besides playing a basketball game against Stony Brook. It was hard to watch. No energy, no purpose. Um, right at the right off the, the bat, you could see, I mean, just the passing. 
There was no zip on the passes. There was nothing behind it. Champagne had two passes uh, stolen. He did hit two threes, but if he wasn't hitting those shots, he looked kind of like he didn't want to be out there. And I know that's just uh, perhaps being unfair because if he's playing well, you say he's smooth. If he's playing poorly, you say he looks like he's not giving the effort. That's just the way he is. But those passes, they got to be crisp. And we run that. You know, that stagger screen into the double screen on the baseline motion offense. Teams start to read that, and we start getting kind of predictable where their passes are on the perimeter. And you could see the other team was kind of, uh, Stony Brook was, was jumping it. Um, let's look at the stats so far. It was 33-27 to 27 Stony Brook at one point. And we went on a hell of a run to, to end the half. 49-35 to 35 were up. Erlington hit a three. I don't know what Stony Brook was doing. They didn't run out to guard him with a couple seconds left on the on the game clock. In the half court, sure, let him shoot that. He hasn't proven he can make that this year. But with two seconds left, what are you doing letting him just shoot it? McGriff hit a contested three. The possession before that, he had a nice little end of the half, kind of sparked us. You could tell his energy was a little bit higher than the rest of those guys. He wanted to get up and down the court, make quick decisions. They have a pretty poor foul, 30 feet from the basket when uh, Stony Brook was in the bonus. But the energy was there. Um, Moore made some decent plays in the later half of the ha- later part of the first half. Defensively, got active, um, finished with a dunk off the break. Was active around the glass and defensively, but he's very sloppy with the basketball and he's not afraid to make mistakes. And right now he's making mistakes. Greg freaking Williams, okay, the best player on the court. He was four for five. He didn't shoot his first shot till he got fouled on a drive. I think with about seven minutes left in the first half. So. From that span, from there, he was 11 points, two assists, a rebound, made a bunch, again, of just subtle, nice defensive plays, snuck over for, for steals, uh, made some saves along the sideline and baseline, and just overall, you can tell, he I, I think he's our best overall player. Champagne's going to probably lead us in scoring. Uh, where Williams isn't going to lead us in maybe any category, but he doesn't make mistakes. He's so freaking good in so many areas, and when he's confident and when he's aggressive like this, he just shines. So keep being aggressive. There was a huge portion of this first half where Stony Brook was literally giving our whole team two to three feet on the arc, and we weren't doing anything uh, to drive, to um, set them up on the perimeter for Greg Williams or for Cole to just catch and shoot. It was all slow perimeter passing, maybe run a stagger here, a double there, not to get as much space, not to get as uh, you know any good looks. And then it, it led in us taking what seemed to be a decently open shot, but it was the shots that Stony Brook wanted us to take. They were giving us that space, and we were just allowing them to dictate what shots we were taking. If we were making them, it looks all right. But we weren't making them. We weren't making them play any defense. We were just going with the flow. And that first 15 minutes on our side on the defensive end, we just didn't have the energy. We didn't have that purpose. We weren't really really getting on the floor. Um, So Greg Williams has 11 out posh. Uh, didn't really stand out much, got aggressive towards the end. It's tough when you pick up a cheap foul on the offensive screen first play of the game, and you and it's for such an aggressive player, that kind of you know limits what he's what he can do out there. Uh, but still, he's got to learn. Five points, uh, a, a steal, a turnover. Vince Cole, four points. Didn't really stand out again. He hasn't hit a three since game one. Two rebounds. Champagne, eight points, three assists, three steals. He does have those two turnovers. He did hit those two threes. 
Um, he can kind of get by that guy in the baseline. Anybody, when, when he's hitting that perimeter shot, he's got that first really long step, but he get by his defender and finish really well on the baseline. Moore has five points, six rebounds, three steals, a block, two assists. So he's contributed in many ways. But Erlington hit that three. Other than that, he didn't really do much. Roberts had a... I mean, the shot went in, it was, it, and it kind of got us going. It was a one-handed sky baby hook type deal. It almost looked like he was went, left his feet looking to pass, and uh, he ended up shooting it and made it. It looked all right. Toro had his first glimpse of some good minutes. He had four points. He had two rebounds, but he did have three fouls, and he did kind of get banged around pretty good inside. That one, uh, Sales kind of beat him up on a nice post move, but Toro did have his first glimpse of some activity. Uh, Wusu hit two nice jumpers and overall played pretty well. I thought he just looks like he belongs. I said when we were, you know, when it was around 33-27, I said on the boards, I think we'll cover the spread. We just had to really get ourselves going, and we're essentially covering the spread now. So come out in second half with that same energy we finished the first half in, and I think we'll cruise to a victory. But we can't just settle down and play to their level. We got to come out with a purpose to get better and figure out the team we're, we're trying to become. All right, my prediction, St. John's 86, Stony Brook 69. St. John's 86, Stony Brook 69, and it won't be that close.